You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's instalment of At Home with the Snackers, being a hilarious tale of the doings of everyday spacefaring folk. It said space farting, but I think that might have been a typo. <laughs> Episode 5, Scene. The living quarters on Lou and Norma's Type 9. The portals have chintz curtains, the table surfaces are covered in crochet doilies, and there's a shag pile on the floor. But the less said about that, the better. Lou and Norma are relaxing in front of a screen that's playing a video of a lovely open fire. Lou has his shoes off and is wrinkling his toes in order to pretend he's getting warmer. Don't know why you put up with it for all those weeks, Norma. I really don't. What's that, dear? The way that they were treating you on that radio show. I know we need the money, but still. Oh, they don't mean any harm. They were just trying to help since the Pilots' Federation took that three-month holiday. It's not their fault that the entire galaxy was doing nothing, and even the Thargoids decided to go home and watch the telly. I know that's what they're telling us, or rather not telling us, but surely it stands to reason that with all the people out there, someone must have been doing something, sometime. I heard a rumour that all of the news is made up. None of it's real. It was written by that nice Ed Lewis. Oh, why, Ed, why did you leave me? I never went out of the pile of ideas that he left them. Suppose that might explain the heavy reliance on biscuit-based news. Is that why that nice lady left? Who? Oh, you know, the one with the hair and option for letting strangers draw all over her. Who the devil can it be at this time of night? And why does our spaceship have a doorbell? Lou, stop playing with that and open the door. Yes, dear. Excuse me, sir. It... it... Excuse me? Excuse me, sir. It is... Sir, isn't it? Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Saviour? Have you found Tharg the Mighty, Lord of Polaris, yet? Why? Oh, because we've lost him, you see. We've been true and faithful servants ever since he did us the single honour of invading our galaxy and taking our lucky brothers to his bosom, or whatever he has. But we're worried that he has retreated to his celestial plane and left us behind, like poor... Scratch card losers in a lottery-based rapture. Who is it, Lou? Just some people, Norma. I won't be long. Look, have you got a leaflet or something? Only our favourite programme about the incessant jumping required for the 80 Days Around the Verse expedition is coming up. You know, countdown. Yes, we have a magazine uh, all along the Watchtower. Uh, I'll be pleased to leave it with you, and, and we'll be back next week to find out what you know your favourite bits were. Like... I couldn't come in for a minute, could I? Just in case Tharg's hiding in here? The only hideous man-eating monster is on that sofa, with wild eyes, breath that could stop a charging rhino, and the... Oh, 
and the hearing of an African elephant with an ear trumpet and a backhand becker than Djokovic, so no. Thank goodness he's gone. Let's take off these ridiculous costumes. Oh, that's better. Farg, my love. Can you pass me another of those escape pods? The ones we got from one of those stations we attacked. I do so love the crispy bits. That's all from this week's episode of At Home with the Snuckers. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Our mics are live. Good evening, I'm Dick Chafing, and in my great and uh, unmatched wisdom, I declare this to be Hampton Orbital Radio News Desk. Here with me tonight is the doyen of non-fake news, sweetheart of the Pilots Federation, and all-round lovely person. It's Norma Snuckers! Oh, get away with you, you flatterer. Even if it is all true. Her husband, the original hab inhabitant of the naughty step, that's right, Lou Snuckers! Never a moment's peach around here. The delightful of somewhat pointy Wilma Fingadoo, and I am Anonymous Fan. Thank you, Dick. I'm glad to be the heroine of my own story. And over there, in the corner drinking coffee, it's Harry Balzac! Have you seen the size of that crowd we have tonight? There must be 50,000 people in the green room. Uh, <coughs> enough of that. Let's get to the real, not fake, news. Mmm, all that tasty cargo. Sorry, I mean cake as the Don has another one. The Birdman of No Pizzazz. Dodgy donation Foxy Fix to next list. One Chip Wonder Scotches Swaziland. Bontian, less Nicholas Cage, more John Cage. For four minutes and 33 seconds at least. HES 5060 does a deep dive into the detailed information that we have learned about the Thargoid plans this week. Lou's been down the pub all afternoon. I hope he hasn't scribbled some nonsense for his bit. And uh, Norm has got the feeling coming back to her initiatives. Monday marked the official birthday of his pirate chiefness, the dastardly Don of the Camorra Pirates from Wolf 359, and Scourge of... well, let's just say that he's definitely a Scourge, Zach Antonacci. 
The Don invaded the party that was being hosted by the lovely Sally Morgan Moore, using weapons such as grappling hooks, well, actually cupcakes, and grog. Actually, red wine, but grog sounds better. However, this was a bloodless invasion, and there were no casualties that have yet been discovered. Despite our natural aversion to pirates and their non-PWP ways, we at Hot Normal Radio would like to wish Don, Zach, and Tanachi a belated happy birthday. Sir, we salute you with this O and this seven. Seven's two fingers, isn't it? I'm sure it is. That well-known recidivist, Commander Noctivagus, has been busy during the first week of his stretch inside the detention centre. We fear that he may be bearing a grudge against Hutton Orbital Radio, as if it had been us that incarcerated him, instead of merely reporting upon events. Our colleague Amelia has received a plaque bearing the words Hutton Orbital and her name. Linking the two is a drawing of an angry-looking bird. Magnificent though this gift is, we can't help but feel that this may be a veiled warning, especially as the commander has been making unspecified threats against another Hutton Orbital Radio journalist, claiming that Harry Balzac is on his list. Apparently, Harry needs to keep an eye on his six, which is strange, because as far as we know, Harry does not possess more than five of anything on his body, nor, he tells us, would he like to show us anything that might be labelled with six that we can't see. No further events have yet transpired related to Commander Noctivagus, but authorities are on standby and early parole seems unlikely. Commanders all over the galaxy have been noticing some strange additions to the mission board this week. Donations requiring commanders to have so much influence to be so well regarded that they could probably only be undertaken by the favourite grandson and with a donation amount that is staggering. Tens of millions of credits are being requested. Why are these missions so expensive? What's in it for us if we take it? Is it a way for the Bank of Zeans to try to recoup some of the credits floating around the galaxy in the wake of all these void open miners and reduce rampant inflation? Hutton Orbital Radio undertook an investigation and we managed to corner one of the clerks whose job it is to fill in the mission boards. He said, we had a problem. You did know that all those missions are printed on little strips that we put in a holder in your ship. Well, those holders are the wrong size, and the mission strips all kept falling out the bottom. Luckily, we had some cardboard strips that we used for controller training, and they were big enough to jam at the bottom of the list. We don't want pilots to actually take one of these missions, because we'd be back to square one. So we put silly requirements in, hoping that no one was silly enough to try it. We'll have this sorted soon, so until then, just keep it under your hat, eh? It's embarrassing enough as it is. Cubicle 3 attendants were called shipside to deal with a situation on board Commander Malice XR3 ship on Sunday. It appears that his hapless brother and co-pilot Ed Swaziland had melted the ship's waste recovery system some hours after taking on the One Chip Challenge. Mr Ed had accepted this challenge at Ronda's Rotisserie on Alvin Station. Ronda's One Chip Challenge involves eating a very nippy tortilla chip and then not having anything to drink for at least four minutes 
while said chip burns its way through your digestive tract like xenomorph blood through deck plates. Thankfully, Ed Swaziland survived and remarked through teary eyes and a runny nose, It's not that bad. The elders of Hutton Orbital are considering promoting him to trainee and allowing him a taste of the Pigs of Doom Naga chili pork scratchings to see what his guts are made of. This reporter's guess? They're made of cast iron. Oh, and if you're going to Cubicle 3 after Ed Swaziland, we'd recommend giving it at least 10 minutes. Ears all over the galaxy have been slowly unbending this week, as they were uncharacteristically unassailed by Commander Vantean, who has gone down with a case of mods, and is almost completely unable to speak. Nurse Wayeth has been busy explaining to the myriad visitors to her clinic that the ringing in their ears was not, in fact, tinnitus, but was just the unexpected sensation of quiet from the direction of the Commander's quarters. Karma has not been kind to our hard-working friend. However, as he has been unable to take to his sick bed and wallow in self-pity, as is every man's right, instead he has found himself pressed into service, as his wife and son seem determined to outdo each other in the distance that they can achieve when emptying their stomachs. So today he is judge, linesman, and chief mopper-upper, bringer of cold flannels and warm blankets. Rumours of floating beds and visits from a gentleman in a black suit carrying a small leather bag have not yet been confirmed. Good evening, trackers. Atris5060 reporting in from Canon Research with the latest news on the Thargoid War, which this week is... that there is no news. So no news is good news, isn't it? Anyway, for the mug, now over for... A special briefing. Accessing Hexcone Briefing Channel. Authenticating. Access granted. Incoming message from Hexcom. Thank you for calling the Hackswing Automated Briefing Line. Please note that all conversations will be recorded and used for training purposes. Hunting Thargoids is an at-your-own-risk activity. Haxcom and the Hutton Orbital Trucker Cooperative cannot be held liable for the accuracy of this automated briefing or any damage, injury, cryogenic exposure illness, or death that may result from the application of this information. Please listen to this important announcement from Haxcom Actual. Hello, Hackswing Commanders. I wanted to apologize for my comments on the Hacks Command Code Monkeys last week. They are working as hard as they can. Everyone can make occasional mistakes. I. I know, I know. Stay on script. I should never have yelled at the code monkeys or threatened to withhold their banana ration. I will be willingly closing myself up with them to help them iron out any remaining bugs. I'm sure my extensive ignorance of coding practices and willful lack of knowledge regarding the system architecture currently in place 
will be very helpful in the code review and bug fix process. No one should worry about not hearing from me for several days and definitely should not come looking for me. In the meantime, stay alert out there and defend the mug. X-Wing, it's all a lie. They've kidnapped me. Begin Hackscom briefing. Still no direct Thargoid attacks on human-controlled systems. Want to fight bugs? Go to the Pleiades or the Witchhead Nebula. End Hackscom briefing. End Hackscom transmission. Defend the mug. Well, it's my turn to have nothing to say this week. If you're over in Colonia, please work in EL Procol Centauri, and everything's tickety-boo in the bubble. Apart from being over 70% in wise, so get that influence down or Alvin will sneak into your ships while you sleep, chew through your suit and slobber on your now naked feet. I hope Norma has something to say or this is going to be a news. We have a new interstellar initiative this week at last. It's called The Scourge and there will be more on this later. in trouble bug infestations in the bubble your home stations burned rubble what on earth can we do when your faction leader's a dog and your daily tasks are a slog you're feeling like a youth cog what on earth can we do now interstellar initiative let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says what on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to. What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is. Then you can get involved with this. You should listen to what Flossie says. Now we Flossie said, we can put this matter to bed, just keep a voice in your head, Flossie told you what to do. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives and Community Goals News. This afternoon an emergency transmission was received. Greetings commanders. The Interstellar Association for Agriculture has declared a state of emergency following severe crop failures across multiple worlds. 
to prevent food shortages and economic strife for billions of civilians, independent pilots are being asked to bring grain, pesticides and synthetic reagents to two key locations. This marks the beginning of our third interstellar initiative, the Scourge. And, and the details of the community goals are Crimson State Limited Appeal and Overve Universal Limited Appeal. Two coordinated trade initiatives have been launched, spearheading efforts to mitigate the impact of low crop yields in key systems. The initiatives have been organised by Crimson State Limited in the DSO system and OREV Universal Limited in the OREV, OREV system. The significant loss of crops in these agricultural centres is a primary cause for the low availabil availability of staple foodstuffs. The initiatives received praise from Dr Genevieve Kane of the Interstellar Association for Agriculture. This campaign is a step in the right direction and with the help of the galactic community should stop the situation from becoming a full-scale crisis. The IAA is currently investigating the reasons for such poor harvests and it seems that a new form of blight may be responsible for the rapid degeneration of crops. Scientific teams are analysing samples of diseased tissue and we expect to know more soon. Traders are asked to deliver pesticides, synthetic reagents and grain to Schiffnell port in the Desor system or to Watson station in the ORF system. The initiative is scheduled to run from the 10th to the 16th of October 3305 and of course if the final targets met earlier than planned the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards you must sign up as an active participant before delivering the above items to Schiffnell Port in Disso or Watson Station in Auverve. And that is this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. Galnet News Digest, 10th of October 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Bring Back Beaters campaign gains key concessions. Crop wilt pathogen clue to food shortage. One month until Speedball 3. Full throttle at Pareco ends early. Bring Back Beaters campaign gains key concessions. The Amalgamated Union of Self-Appointed Spokesmen for Commanders has reported back to ungrateful workers about its victorious negotiations with the capitalist lackeys of the Pilots' Federation. The Union's demands were threefold. It demanded better communication. It demanded that long-standing and new bugs in flight management and starport trading software be addressed. It demanded that the Pilots' Federation should bring back beaters. The Union has won concessions from the Pilots' Federation in the following important respects. 
The Pilots' Federation was already considering internally how communications about known issues could be improved, and in a humiliating climb-down, has agreed to continue considering how communication could be improved, and once it's decided, to communicate it. The Pilots' Federation plans to release fleet carriers in December this year. The Union has forced the Pilots' Federation to make the unprecedented concession that it will tell commanders whether there'll be a period of beta testing no later than the time the beta testing period would be expected to start in mid to late November. The Union believes that commanders working for the Pilots' Federation must continue to stand shoulder to shoulder against the Pilots' Federation management and must work hard to improve the morale of software engineers within the Pilots' Federation by continually pointing out all the mistakes and errors in the software. The Union reminds its members that any commander suspected of being friendly towards the management of the Pilots' Federation faces expulsion if found to be a collaborator. Commanders of the Galaxy, unite! Crop wilt pathogen clue to food shortage. Hard-hitting investigations into dwindling levels of fruit and vegetables in the galactic stockpile have identified a common cause. Crops on almost all agricultural worlds are being hit by a devastating disease that causes entire continents of food production to wither within a matter of days. There are inconsistencies in the official story. Dr Genevieve Kane of the Interstellar Association for Agriculture claims that the organisation has identified genetic similarities with known pathogens, thus suggesting that the immediate biological cause has been isolated, but she also states that the cause has not yet been identified. It is certainly unprecedented that so many worlds in different systems should be simultaneously struck by crop failure. What agent could be carrying the virus across the vacuum of space? The finger of suspicion might have fallen on Rockforth's new and uncertified fertiliser, had it been launched a few weeks earlier. The galactic authorities have insisted that there is no need to panic by and that there are sufficient supplies of non-perishable foodstuffs to ensure that no one will starve. However, while they continue to investigate the exact nature of the crop blight, two organisations, the Alliance-aligned Crimson State Limited in DESO and Federal-aligned Aurerve Universal Limited in Aurerve, have started organising a relief effort, codenamed Operation Yellowhammer requesting deliveries of pesticides, synthetic reagents and grain to be delivered to their respective systems to guard against what they describe as the no-meal scenario. One month until Speedball 3. The fourth Speedball event, Speedball 3, will be taking place before the end of the year, following on from Speedball 1, Speedball 2 and the Distant Worlds Speedball event. This event seeks out the most reckless pilots who are capable of sending their spacecraft diving towards the planet at many thousands of metres per second in normal flight and pulling up at the last minute to avoid a silicon-induced death. All comers will be welcomed by organisers Halo Joan and Primetime Casual and may be filmed by the Burr Pit.
The event will take place on the 9th and 10th of November at Margulis Depot in the 61 Virginis system. Search Speedball in all good forums for all the details. Full throttle at Pareco ends early. The latest buckyball time trial, full throttle at Pareco, has been called off early after a bookies outsider set a target believed to be impossible to beat. The object of the race was to land at as many stations in the Perico system as possible within 20 minutes. Neville Ring, Phillips Market, Webb Station, Asire Dock, Crown Orbital and Garden Ring are all so close together that it was believed to be possible to make 20 station stops during the race. However, Commander Stephen Benedetti's expertise put the entire buckyball community to shame, visiting nearly 10 stations which everyone agreed was far better than the 17 stops achieved by Commander Dar Plata earlier in the week. There was a general consensus that Commander Benedetti's achievement could not possibly be surpassed, and the race, which had been scheduled to run until midnight Sunday, has concluded. Commanders everywhere are invited to visit the solid gold statues of Commander Benedetti that have been erected at all stations in Perico. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as last-minute tax return clients. Almost as pain-free as going out drinking with Commander Remclep. Anyway, so let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a cotton patch, Commander Bowl of Petunias took the lead with darn near 92,400 light years jumped. Looks like he's trying to make it back in time for the Austin, Texas pizza meet. 
The leader in destroying up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander VR Gaming Fan with 44.5 million credits earned and accounted for. Thank you for keeping the Don in his place, preferably in the sewage drain from Cubicle 3. Commander One Cat continues to lead the pack again as our top mission trucker this week with 1,707 mission points earned. Congrats! Hauling cargo like a hut trucker auto, Commander Montgomery Python transported a bit over 70,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the hut and taxi this week, Commander One Cat hauled 823 passengers around the galaxy. He got himself another two mentions this week. Good job. Our fastest run, Hutton Orbital, is hailed by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of September, oh, October, I mean, <laughs> this month of October, is held by Commander N. Weasels in one hour, 23 minutes, and 56 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy that come with a free pass to the next LaveCon. Offer subject to limitations, only open to residents of Antarctica and the moon. Cannot be transferred. Cash value is one cow hair. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger?